Welcome back, everyone, to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your co-host, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman. David, not a bad matchup for Thursday Night Football, Seahawks at Cowboys. A couple of weeks ago, we would expect this line to be a lot closer, but the Cowboys are nine-point favorites at home against the Seahawks team that was 6-3 and three a couple of weeks ago. Now they're on a two-game losing streak, 6-5. and five. If, Cow- if the Cowboys win this game, the narrative still will be that Will the narrative still be that they can't beat good teams because are the Seahawks a good team or are they a bad team? I mean, I think the Seahawks have to be listed as one of the good teams, which is where my thought process is when we get to the spread in the second. Um, You know, the Cowboys have that same narrative that's following the Dolphins around. They haven't beat up anybody. They haven't beaten anybody that has an over 500 record. I'm not too worried about that. You got to beat who's on your schedule. The Dolphins and Cowboys are both contenders in my mind, regardless if they've lost the big games. I know the Cowboys have lost the two big games they played to Philadelphia and San Francisco, and the Dolphins have lost to the Chiefs and the Bills. But Seattle hasn't been impressive either. Goff back-to-back losses, haven't looked real good, got blown out by San Francisco. The line's a little tricky. I lean towards the points only because of the fact that the Cowboys haven't played well against good teams, and I consider Seattle probably near the top end. They've been in the top 10, 12 teams all year long. They're better than the Commanders. They're better than the Giants. They're better than some of the other teams the Cowboys have played. But they're also playing pretty bad. So I don't really want to lay the nine. I'm not thrilled about taking it, but I do think Seattle can keep this game close because Seattle's right now, I mean, they're a playoff team and they're in the playoffs and they're above 500. They lose, they won't be. But I think they're one of the teams that the Cowboys could have a little trouble against although I firmly expect the Cowboys to go on and win the game. Yeah, I mean, with the Cowboys, we look at the, the, their three losses this season, how they played against good teams. I want to call the Eagles' loss as a bad loss because that really was a coin flip game pretty much. They had an opportunity to win at the end, but typical Cowboys fashion, they choked. 49ers, they got smoked, and losing to the Cardinals, the double-digit favorites, is pretty bad. But that seemed like a flu game earlier in the season. And over the last... Since week six, according to Bill Barnwell, Dak Prescott has had by far the highest QBR in football at 80.7. That's out of 100. And while I, while the Seahawks were 6-3, and three, they're 6-5. and five, They were a playoff team last year. I'm just not really sold on them being a good team. They have a negative point differential for the season. They're 2-3 and three on the road. Their only road wins are at Detroit in overtime and at the Giants. And they're 2-5, and five, the Seahawks, versus teams with five wins or more. But they're four and zero versus teams with four or less wins, so they're kind of a similar ish. They're kind of the similar vein to the Dolphins and the Cowboys. They really only beat bad teams, with the exception of an overtime win against the Lions. But that was back in Week Two. And if you look at the point totals for the Seahawks in those games that I just mentioned versus those top teams in the recent is thirty seven points against the Lions, good game. Thirteen points, three points, sixteen points, thirteen points. And Geno Smith been playing pretty banged up. He's definitely not as good as he was last year. So I think the spread's gotten too high. I mean, it's at nine right now. It opened at seven and a half on Sunday. And a look at headline was six and a half. So you're t- you're getting a good value for sure on the Seahawks and not on the Cowboys. So it's kind of why I'm not touching it here. But I think I'm leaning towards the under on this one. I mean, you know how I've been hammering these primetime unders this season. They're just hitting an absolute tear. But per Evan Abrams of the Action Network, when both teams are extended rest, which is eight days or more, since 2018, the under is 104, 47, and 1. And it's 28 and 5 this year with 15 straight unders. So I'm not just betting that trend blindly. 
I just don't really see how Geno and the Seahawks offense really move the ball against a really good Cowboys defense on the road. And I think we're both in agreement that the Cowboys are the better team here. And had this line stayed at six and a half, which is where the look ahead line was, I'd probably be all over the Cowboys because the Cowboys have won these games. Uh, That being said, I, I would put Seattle in the playoff team category above 500 at the end of the year category than a bottom feeder like a Giants or a Commanders or Patriots. So I just think nine is a little bit too much of an overreaction to the fact that the Cowboys have two consecutive blowouts. Granted, they were against the Commanders and Panthers and even the Giants before that, so really three straight blowouts. And Seattle's coming off back-to-back losses, so that's going to point all signs of Seattle. I just think nine – listen – as a Dolphins guy, I'm tired of the whole you only beat up on bad teams narrative. But at the end of the day, facts are facts. And I don't have to agree with the narrative to determine whether I think the Dolphins and Cowboys are good teams. I think they're both Super Bowl contenders, irregardless of the fact that they haven't beaten a good team yet. I just don't have to lay nine points with that narrative. So unlike the Dolphins, whose offense is scoring 30 points per game, you can say, all right, I'll lay the nine against the Carolina Panthers because the Dolphins are averaging 30 points per game and they wind up winning 42-21. The Cowboys are scoring, but a lot of the scoring is also coming with opportunistic defense. You know, they have a guy with five pick sixes on the year. By the way, that prop is 14 to one, which is an absolute criminal line for a pick six. But, you know, with people losing off 80 and 100 to one plays last week, you're not going to see it any higher than 14 to one. I just think nine is too much. And, would it surprise me to see Dallas blow out Seattle? No, but if you're going to ask me whether I want to lay the nine or take the nine in a matchup like this, I'm going to take the nine. Yeah, I'm just some more context here about just the Seahawks versus top defenses. So I'll put the Cowboys in that tier, the elite defenses with the three they've played against this year, the Browns, the Ravens, and the 49ers. Against the Browns, Geno, 53.4 QBR. Against the Ravens, 13.9. Against the 49ers, 14.9 for those three games, 591 passing yards, 9200 per game, 6.42 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, four interceptions. More on that later. Point being, I just don't really trust the Seahawks here. And um, welcome to the club, by the way, the narrative of uh, can't beat good teams. I heard that last year with the Eagles. This year I'm hearing we don't beat good teams by enough. Right. I mean, narratives are narratives. Anybody who wants to you know, find a negative thing to say about a Dolphins or Cowboys team is going to point to that. And quite frankly, like you haven't heard it for the Cowboys. You've only heard it for the Dolphins. You look at the Cowboys schedule. The Cowboys not only have beaten only bad teams, they've actually lost to a bad team. At least the Dolphins haven't done that yet. They haven't lost to a bad team. Yeah. And uh, to your point about this kind of being overreaction line. So Cowboys have won three games in a row by an average margin of 30 points per game against the Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Those are three of the worst teams by DVOA. So I'm not taking anything away from them, but let's see them put up, let's see them really beat up on a team that's not one of the bottom feeders of the NFL. And I know that some people in the analytics community think that's more impressive to have blowout wins against bad teams than to win a nail biter against a good team because it's more predictive of future performance. But those are not the teams that the Cowboys are playing the postseason. And until the Cowboys really can advance past the divisional round, it's going to be hard for the general public to really take them as seriously as a contender as like the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and so forth. Now, let's get into player props for this one. I don't know. I don't know where you're I know where you're leaning here for one of them. Um, for one direction I'm going with, I was looking at Brandon Cooks, and he's averaging 
95 yards per game over his last three games. And three of his game of his four games this season, his best receiving yards numbers, three of them have come in the last three games. It just seems like he's getting more comfortable in the offense with Dak Prescott. He was obviously a new acquisition this offseason. C.D. Lamb might be getting a lot more attention now because he was going absolute tear for a while now. Obviously still is one of the top receiving threats in all of football. And this lines up as another, maybe the books haven't adjusted yet for Brandon Cooks. I mean, his line at FanDuel is 37.5 for receiving yards. It's 40.5 at DK. So that's a pretty big difference. And a sign that's probably going to go up. And 37.5 is that many yards to go over. So I don't really mind that play there. And I got another prop I'm interested in, but I want to hear, um, I know where you're leaning. So I want you to tell everybody what your favorite prop is. I mean, Dallas has one of the more opportunistic defenses in the game. You, you've seen what Bland has done with five pick sixes. It seems like every game we watch, the Dallas defense causes some quarterback to throw picks. And, you know, yep. Geno Smith, while one of the more veteran quarterbacks, if you're looking at the list of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, has had some interception issues against good defenses. You and I talked about it off air. He threw two picks against the Cleveland Browns, one of the top defenses in the league. He threw a pick against Baltimore, the top defense in the league. He threw a pick last week against San Francisco, one of the top defenses in the league. So eight picks this year, of which six of the eight have occurred against top 10 defenses. And we know the Cowboys are among the best in the league. So I'm going to go with an interception prop and, and make sure you shop accordingly. Uh, DraftKings has it at minus 145. I've seen it as high as minus 160, 165. And Jeez. I don't love giving out picks with uh, – Juice at that high, but I think having Gino in this matchup already banged up, coming off a game against San Francisco, facing a defense like Dallas, uh, I think he's ripe for another interception because he's done it in every single game he's played against top opponents, Cleveland, Baltimore, and San Francisco. So it lines up for another one. Full transparency, I don't love interception props. Um, they're kind of tricky at times. Sometimes you need the tip ball or you need the guy to keep two feet in. You don't really have that much control of what the play calls are, but I think a Gino who has turned the ball over against good defenses and a defense who has forced turnovers rapidly uh, this year with quarterbacks, I, I would expect Gino to throw at least one pick at minus 145. Yeah, um, some a tip here for anybody who wants to play this bet but doesn't want to lay all that juice. So last week when they played against Commanders, my like top play before I even shut out the odds is, oh, Sam Howell with their interception. He's the worst quarterback under pressure. They made the best pass rush in the NFL. And just and he's like just most of his turnover worthy plays come from when he's under pressure. So it's like, oh, that's a no-brainer. Sam Howell throw a pick. The juice is almost minus 200. So what I did was I did a parlay with Sam Howell throw a pick with the alternate spread. Because I don't want to lay all that all the points with the Cowboys, obviously. So just by doing Geno throw a pick with Cowboys money line of DraftKings, you get it down to minus 120. And if you're having Geno throw a pick, like I don't think either of us think the Seahawks are to win this game, even if you think they might cover. So I think that's a pretty good way of bringing the odds down, if you agree. I do agree. And even if you took them at, you know, plus 120 odds and not just the money line, you can bring it down, you know, yeah. you, you can get a good positive payout there. You know, the 145 mixed in with a money line bet or even maybe an alt line could help you out. So it is a way to play it. Uh, I don't think 145 is too high of juice, but if you don't want to lay it, then yeah. Add in the Cowboys money line there, and that could help you out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of interceptions, I like the opposite for Dak Prescott. I like a not to throw interception. I mean, I think we're pretty far removed from the narrative that Dak is one of the more turnover-prone turnover quarterbacks in the NFL. 
He had a lot of interception. He had a lot of bad luck interceptions last year. But, oh, yeah, to give you more context, by the way, Gino, the only quarterbacks with more turnover-worthy plays than Geno Smith are Mac Jones, Josh Dobbs, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, and Gardner Minshew. And what defense has the most takeaways in the last three years? The Cowboys. So. And not only that, but they forced 12 interceptions this year, which is tied for a fourth in the NFL. So opportunity is there, um, you know, with, with in, in, on the Dak side of things. I think we have sort of put that to bed. But again, look who he's played the last three weeks. Though Seattle's defense is not really up there either. Um, I think they're both good plays. Yeah, and some more context with Dak this year. Of all starting quarterbacks that like started the full season, he has the lowest percentage of turnover-worthy plays according to Pro Football Focus. And at home this year, he has just two interceptions. So that's kind of why I like that play here. And going back to the under real quick, one point I forgot to mention is that this could be a look-ahead game for the Cowboys because they have they play at home to the Eagles next week. And they're still fighting not just for the NFC East, but they're still in contention possibly for that number one seed. I mean, it's still pretty much a long shot, but don't tell the Cowboys that. And they definitely don't want to get, want to get swept by their division rivals. And the first series in which Dak and Hurts are going to play every game since Hurts has become the Eagles quarterback. So that's another reason to, if you like the Seahawks here with a big number, maybe you want to tease them, maybe take the unders, that it could be a possible look-ahead spot for the Cowboys. So let's recap the picks. You lean with Seattle. I like the under. You like Geno throw a pick. I like Brandon Cooks to go over his receiving yards prop, and I like Dak not throw interception. Is there anything that we missed? No, I think that that hit it pretty good. I think you could have some fun with this one if you like the Cowboys and don't want to lay the nine. You could do an alt line there, or maybe have a little one of those ranges winning between one and seven, or something like that. And you know, I, I, I'm not ready to put the Seattle money line in there with any of the other money lines because I don't think they're going to win. But I can yeah. see the value in playing that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Chicago, uh, Chicago, I think Dallas is the better team and they're, you know, keep in mind, they're both off a week's rest. It's not like a Thursday team playing a Sunday team. They both played last Thursday. Yeah. And this is actually below nine now DraftKings eight and a half. So if you want to tease them below a field goal, find other teaser that you like to get through a key number or get to a key number. And I wouldn't mind that play either. So that's a wrap for our Thursday night football preview. By the time this drops, we'll have our picks predictions article, player props, same game parlay and touchdown bets. And we'll be back Friday morning to preview the rest of the slate.